Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to the Man of the Post Weekend Review Show. Game week one is upon us, um, almost in the bag, uh, with one game currently playing. Uh, I'm your host, Ali, and we uh, we have a full house, um, one running slightly late and one has to shoot off early. So, quick introductions. At the moment, we have Carl. Hi, mate. Simon. Yeah, mate. And Mr. Dave Black. How are we, Squires? Hello, hello. Right. I, uh, uh, carry on, David. So, things couldn't be better for me. <laughs> in a football in sense. The, the only one in the chat. Um, yeah, as, as far as I'm concerned, the, the season hasn't actually started yet. I, I agree. Hey, I'm with you, I'm with you, sorry. <laughs> three or four, you know, when it gets really interesting. Um, right, we are going to be losing Dave shortly, so we're going to start right away um, with El Review Code number six or whatever it's been um, since we started. So, Dave, let's just come straight to you since you are the, the happiest of the group. Um, a nice little five-one win to open the season. Yeah, um, I mean, we, were, we were good. I mean, I, I don't think Villa were particularly bad until kind of got away from them, and uh, they were a nightmare team to play against when we were ahead, as we've said many times on this show over the years. Like, if teams come and sit deep, we struggle a bit, um, and teams come out and play, um, especially you know, if you feel like you've put no pressure on the ball for some reason, and we're happy to let us of the ball whilst their defence was on the halfway line it was only going to end in tears um, when they started to chase the game later on so I don't know sorry obviously we're coming to you in a second but I don't know like what the opinion has been about Emery in this match because the fact they just kept doing that despite being you know 3-1, 4-1, 5-1 down it could have been 10 and they couldn't have had too many complaints towards the end you know I mean Wilson's failed to score one somehow <laughs> um, with a couple of other opportunities which were pretty much guilt-edged and just weren't taken but um, I don't think it was a 5-1 game other than that last 10 minutes when it got a bit mental um, you know 2-1 Watkins missed a decent chance um, even when went 3-1 up Cash missed an open goal so made it 3-2 and you know, the momentum would have swung straight back in Villa's favour so all ifs and buts really but uh, Obviously, no complaints from me. We were um, very good against the team I wasn't looking forward to playing against because they are a bit like a version of us, um, as we saw last season. They can they can really stick at the teams when they're, when they're on on their game. And uh, unfortunately for um, for Sarri in particular, <laughs> that wasn't the case on Saturday. But uh, like I say there was enough there to suggest that probably isn't going to be that way all the time. Um, I do wonder how much Ming's going off affected that sort of high defensive line because it is, you know, risk versus reward. But, um, it didn't work at all on uh, on Saturday. Yes, I um, complete other end of the, the cheerful spectrum here. Um, I was listening to our favourite other Villa podcast. Uh, <laughs> that you're not part of, obviously. Um, they they kind of didn't really echo what Dave said. They said probably. They were, they were delighted for it to be five, um, making a few good saves. Um, and we're just a bit confused, perplexed. We, they, they say, obviously, unlucky with injuries, but 
the setup and Leon Bailey starting, for example. Um, what was your yeah your overriding thoughts on it? <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, in, in terms of what the scoreline could have been, yeah, like Newcastle could have definitely got uh, a hell of a lot more. Miners made a couple of good saves and sort of the last. 15, 20 minutes, they were just getting through us time and time again. Like Dave said, we did have a couple of chances we, uh, that we missed at crucial stages. If Watkins puts that one away, which he really should have, that brings him back to 2-2. And it's a different game. And the high line thing, it, it works pretty much all of the second half of last season. But, you know, when, when it does go wrong, it goes really wrong. And it's for me, that's it's not so much an issue of the high line with that. It was for whatever reason, our forward players just didn't press the way that, that you're supposed to if you're trying to play that system. So that kind of all fell apart. And then for me, like the result and the performance is obviously a bad one and not an ideal way to start a season. But every team can throw in like a really bad performance, you know, once in a while in a season. So hopefully we've just got it out the way. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the biggest main concern and takeaway is the injury to Mings because it's just it's gonna have such an impact on us. I know you're not a fan, but he he is a really, really important part of our team. I think we've only won one game since we've been promoted back to the Premier League without him. Obviously we're a lot better equipped now than we were a couple of years ago in terms of having Torres and Carlos up the back. So we should be able to cope from that point of view, but he, he gives us an awful lot on the pitch. And one of the things he gives us as well, which is a really basic thing, is height. We're a small team, pretty much. There's, there's not much physicality in our team, and he wins a lot of headers from sort of defensive set pieces as well. So that's going to be a really bad one. And what really, really pisses me off about that injury is, well, there's a number of things. One, I'm... I'm I'm upset and angry and disappointed for Mings because it's it's a re- the way he reacted. You can tell this is a really really bad one. The last sort of four or five months of last season, he was playing really really well. Got back into the England setup in the summer. We're about to go on a European campaign, so to miss out on that, just I really feel bad for him. But then at the same time, I think the FA or whoever makes the the rules owes him an apology because. It was one of those stupid things where the ball's over the top and Isaac is offside, but the line though doesn't put his flag up because even though he is, he's one of those obvious ones for me, he lets the play run on and it's an, you know, it's an unfortunate sort of coming together and the way he landed is what's caused the injury. But I mean, how many times have people said it's only a matter of time before someone gets an injury because of that stupid fucking rule? And it this is what we've got. It happened to Ben Godfrey, first game of the season last year, when the ball went out to play against Chelsea, and they let it go on, and Godfrey basically broke his leg. Well, there you go. But, I mean, just, I I think, it's it's put a real damper on it. Not not as, again, the performance and the results are a bad one, but you can have them. But this big injury coming just, what, three days after Buendia got a similar injury in training that's put him out for the season. It's kind of it's, it's a major impact on on the squad because they're two players that you think would play pretty much the majority of the game. So yeah, it's it's a tough one to take that one really. But I mean the game itself, I mean Dave kind of sums it up pretty well. It it, it kind of it, it almost it's a weird one to say that it, it didn't necessarily feel like a five one because we had chances, but Newcastle at the same time could have got a lot more. So. 
yeah, I mean, fair play to them. They, they were good and we were poor. And if you play poorly against a good team who are on their game, you, you know, you're going to get punished. And the last time we won at St. James's Park, Don Lahore hasn't made his debut for Villa yet. So that's how long ago that was. <laughs> but, but I was at that last victory, to be fair. So I did enjoy that. The, the Boya Dyer fight. Yeah. Oh, well, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what was obvious for me, Si, was that, like, for, for all, you know, let's say up to whatever it was, seven. It was obvious to me that Emery's picked out who the problems are with the team within. Like, you know, Leon Bailey didn't really want to play on him. Um, Dina is thick as fuck and shouldn't he? Not like part of Emery's plan, you can tell that. But then the players he's bought to play some, i.e. Moreno, injured. Um, Bailey obviously didn't really want to play him, but when Diaz injuries kind of yeah. his hand for that. Definitely. Um, you can see they aren't up to the job. And I think Emery knows that. But it's kind of similar to the problem we're having in that we can't shift the shite we've collected over the years, <laughs> um, which is prohibiting us going for, you know, having wholesale changes and bringing in better players everywhere. So um, he'll get there. I've no doubt about that. But again, the similarities between us when how took over us, he found, he found a way he wanted to play. And he played it regardless. And in that first season, we got hammered at, at Leicester and at Tottenham um, and a few other places. And it's just kind of like a right passage where if you want to play that way, you've got to play it every week. It doesn't matter whether, you, you know, whether you've got all your personal mm. or not, you'll get, you'll get there in the end. Well, I, I, I said, um, so we did the, uh, the Villa podcast last night and I said the same thing on that. It, it was similar to in February last season when we had the three defeats in the road, the heavy ones to Arsenal, Leicester, Man City. But we play, we kept playing the way that he wants us to play, and I, mm. I actually quite like that. I, I know that you, you're going to get the odds hammering, but you know every now and again, or you certainly run the risk of it because it's still we're still sort of working it out. Really, he's, you know, he's not even been at Villa for for 12 months yet. But I, I kind of actually quite like that he's he's got his way of playing. He's like, no, this is what we're going to do, and if you can't do it, then <laughs> then you'll be out. The, uh, no, totally agree. The, the Bendia miss as well. You're mentioning height and physicality in the box side. Like mm. Bendia, that's one of his special. It's as small as he is. Yeah, you're right. He's great in the air. It's really odd. <laughs> yeah, it makes makes zero sense. But it was like the, the bit like you're replacing him with Leon Bailey. Like it's it's the almost the complete opposite player. Like one you've got this hard mm. work and like loves getting involved to like. I don't even know what it'll be like. Well, what, what, what was like a, another issue with that? It's, it's not just the fact that you're having to replace Wendy and all what he gives you with Bailey. It's then because Bailey cannot play out on the left. So yep. he, he went on the right. So he shifted McGinn out to the left and he just, he didn't look comfortable. And when you think of our game against Newcastle at Villa Park back in April and yep. the torrid time that McGinn gave Dan Byrne, and it's like, you know, you're taking two players out the game. Yeah, yeah it's just, as you say, the chances of another performance being like that for you is like this season very, very slim. So mm. first game, you'd rather the first game of the season than the last. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, and and as far as you can go, I mean, it's it looks good for my my third place finish, Dave. <laughs> well, honestly, it couldn't have gone any better in the sense that obviously the scoreline's great, but Tonali. Yeah. Obviously, question mark. Can Italian at his age come over the Premier League and boss it from day one? Um, yes, <laughs> seems to be the quick answer to that. Um, Harvey Barnes came on, got, got a goal and assist. Um, you looked quite sharp, actually. 
Harvey Barnes always scores again. As soon as he came on, and Wilson as well. When them two came on, I was like, okay, well, there's another couple coming. But what it goes back to is that, like, the way we play is obviously pretty intense, and teams can match us or they don't match us and just sit off us for the whole game and watch us try and break them down. If you try to go toe-to-toe with us, you've got to be fit or you'll just get picked off in the last 10 minutes or so. Um, I'm not saying that was definitely the case with Villa, but we were able to bring on players who were able to keep, you know, Isaac can run his, can run his nuts off for an hour, knowing fine well that Wilson's going to come on and finish off that last half hour. Makes a, makes a pretty yeah. big difference. That you've, you've got that in your back pocket and you don't have to sort of pace yourself and it makes a big difference to us. It'll probably prolong Wilson for years as well, Dave. You know, not having to play 90 minutes and yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good problem to have. I just hope we can keep everybody happy. Obviously, we've got a lot of games this season, but um, I, I can't imagine someone like Carl Wilson wants to sit on the bench every week. Um, he's talking today about wanting to be in the Euro squad next summer. Um, he's going to need game time to do that. I'm sure he'll get it, but uh, he can't leave out Isaac is the problem. Like he's uh, he is really really good, um, to put it mildly. So. Uh, Interesting to see how he plays that. And also, um, just for Carl, Anthony Gordon had the best game for us he's had, possibly ever. Um, <laughs> which I think shows how bad a game Matty Cash has. Yeah, don't, get, don't get used to that. <laughs> no, but he's, he's, uh, he's full of confidence after the Euros. Oh, he's um, fuck off, Dave. But he is. <laughs> he and, did um, have a good Euros, to be fair. Yeah, well, that's it. And um, he's... Uh, he's not really had a break either. Like he, he obviously went to the Euros um, and came back and went straight to America with us. Um, so, fair play for trying. Uh, no one's ever going to call him up for that. But uh, I, I was sceptical about him last season, but he, he started the season quite well. So, let's see how he goes. Right, well, that, that'll take us to the end of the review. Are you hanging on, Dave, or are you going to substitute him? No, I better sub out and go and feed my children. But, uh, <laughs> be, be, be nice to uh, thanks everyone. Uh, clap the fans and uh, <laughs> bring, bring on Chris to do Callum Wilson's rule. Yeah. <laughs> oh great. Yeah, no pressure there then. Sorry, gents. I was uh, in a work meeting at the same time and completely didn't okay. to look at the screen. You've 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 timed it well, Chris. We will bring you straight onto the pitch, right into the action, and we will go straight back to the start of the weekend where it was Arsenal two, Forest one. Talk us through it, Squire. Uh, yeah, good start to the season. Uh, I think we started the game really well. Um, I don't think the uh, experiment with party at right back, uh, which <laughs> continued from last last season, I don't think it worked too well. I, I understand what um, Mikel's trying to do with it because they want to overload the midfield. And when we've got possession, it was great. But as we were, as we saw after Elanga came on, when we're out of position, Party just hasn't got the legs. Um, I imagine the plan probably was at some point to bring on Tommy Asu later on in the game for Partey, but obviously the timber injury, um, which is looking like it could be a bad one, unfortunately, um, obviously changed that plan. So Party had to play that role a bit longer than expected. So. I don't imagine we'll be in that situation again. But, yeah, you know, it's it's Arsenal. We like to make things difficult for ourselves. Um, and we really did. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, I was, I was really surprised. I thought all of our new guys played really well. Declan Rice had an, a, a fantastic game for me. Um, you know, he, he 
he looked lively. He looks a little bit more box to box than he was at West Ham sometimes. But I think that's because he's got he's not like the main defensive midfielder. Uh, there were times when he was playing at West Ham where you know alongside Suchek and stuff, he'd, he'd venture forward a bit more. Um, and I think he can do that. What he can do that well with us. I think he hit the post and had a, a shot save. Um, but yeah, Martinelli was absolutely magic. I think the a lot has been made about us bringing in a second first choice goalkeeper um, this season, and you know the talk is that Mikel wants to put pressure on the players to to get those performances out of them. And I think if you want to, you know, and he's had a lot of criticism for it, especially from goalkeepers, weirdly. But whereas at any other position on the pitch, it's fine. And I think having Trossard there breathing down uh, Martinelli's neck has done him the world of good um like he he looks at he he's coming on leaps and bounds in the last 18 months anyway but he looked a completely different different player uh, at times as well um I was quite impressed with Forrest at times though which I didn't expect to see um I was surprised Ilanga ended up there considering he's one of these players that Man United fans bomb because he's like the, the next big big thing because he's under 23 and has put on a red shirt um, but he, he seemed to constantly be linked with moving somewhere and I'm pretty sure Everton were linked with him like every weekend for about two seasons um, but he came on for Forrest and he really made the difference I say because of the situation that happened with party and not having the legs late in the game he was able to he had the, he had the freedom of North London um, for the last 10 minutes or so uh, Carol uh, what I mean I'll bring on to you what was your thoughts on the the game Arsenal worthy winners. Um, yeah, from what I saw, um, Arsenal were probably um, good for the win. Um, I agree with the Rice shouts. I thought he looked a bit more, bit more active than he was. Um, that timber injury, wow, didn't expect that to be honest. Um, bit of a bit of a kick in the kick in the face, that to be honest. One one thing I will say, I know you said you were impressed with Forest. I see nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, there was I, nothing I, for the first like seventy odd minutes or so. I I, I don't. I, they're not very good, are they? Um, Brennan Johnson had a one on one. Jesus Christ, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I thought it was harder to miss. Um, but I, I still look good, and obviously Saka took his goal very, very, very well. Um, so yeah, they've sort of. But the, the the same thing again with Arsenal, especially with that tim, timber injury, which is going to be big. They're going to, are they going to have to go back out and start spending again? Um, I don't know. But the, the one thing I, I will say, that Kai Havertz signing just baffles me every time I see him in an Arsenal shirt. Absolutely baffles me. I, I just don't, I don't get him. I don't get what he is. It, <laughs> I know he's sort of a football player, but is he? <laughs> I think me and Sa- me and Sa- sorry Chris, I think okay, me and Sai sort of said the same thing. It's not that we don't like the fella, we just don't know what the hell he is. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's still a strange one for me to be I, honest. I, I think with that with with the Havertz thing and like I, I hate to use the word agenda because but that is how it comes across sometimes. I think obviously a lot of people's only exposure of Kai Havertz has been seeing him play for Chelsea in a position that he's not, he's like, he's a six, he's, he's, he's a six foot four midfielder, like an attacking midfielder. So instantly he's, he's strange in that instance, but obviously he's gone to Chelsea at the time when they were playing, probably not the most attacking of football. Like Chelsea have always been like a, a safe, steady, 
unit, I suppose, in one way. So because he's six foot four, it's like, oh, stick the lad up front, he'll cause some trouble. Um, and obviously that hasn't suited him. It doesn't help that we played him up front in the community shield. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, um, I, I think as a midfielder, he's very good. Uh, I remember seeing him for Leverkusen. He was incredible. I think the problem you have with him, and this is the same, Arsenal have had this problem before as well. He's, he's very, He's got that languid style. Because and I think it's because he's so tall and thin. No matter how he moves, he doesn't look like he's moving. Like he's he he looks he's very casual in the same way that Urzel was. He he is very like very casual. Um, I think in the right sort of system, he, he can be very good. I was I'll be honest, I was surprised that we signed him because I don't think we needed him. I think we've got other players who can perform the role we want him to play. Yeah, um, that's but what I, I think, was but I think he, I think he is definitely a good signing. If we can get a bit of confidence into him, um, you know, he links up play really, really well, and I think he he does it in a very similar way. And I hate to say this because I'm not his biggest fan. He he links up play in a very similar way to Mason Mount, where <laughs> and I have this problem with Mason Mount, so I'm a bit of a hypocrite here sometimes. Like <laughs> I, my my, I think every time I ever watch Mason Mount play, especially for England, I always tweet the same thing: What does Mason Mount do? Same, same. But but yeah. I think I, I think it's because. They just come in and they link up the play in a simple way. Like Havertz isn't going to take on three defenders and bang it in the top corner, but he's going to get the ball in the hole and he's going to play a simple pass out wide to Martinelli yeah. or he's going to lay it over to Udegaard. Again, yeah, I don't think we needed him, but I think he, I think he'll be a good squad player. Yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm on the Harvard thing. I'm, I'm the same as you, Chris. I, I just want to see the German. I like that, you know, the German league. Yeah, he was amazing at Leverkusen his last season. Um, I, I did feel, I think I said it at the time, when che- like Chelsea were playing football manager, just signing every player they could actually sign. He was yeah. probably more suited to, same with Werner as well. Mm-hmm. Werner, Werner's a very good player who's now got a reputation ruined because he went to Chelsea. Yeah. He won't be the only one. He's not going to be the last one. Look at Lukaku. Um, look at yeah, Salah. Salah went there. De Bruyne was at Chelsea. Bruyne, one point. Yeah. I you think know, it's different because they went young and then had to go elsewhere. How about some guests this ball the team because he's quite young as well. But I was going to say he's only like 23, 24. It's, it's, I think it's just an expensive layout for Arsenal in a role probably that they, they weren't exactly needing at the time. But I, I mean, it's a double edged sword. I, I want him to do well personally, but. I don't want him to do well because that means Arsenal's doing well. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope he has a, like the worst season ever. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think if we'd signed him for like 30 million, no one would be oh, saying anything. Yeah. But I think that we've paid 65 for him. It obviously raises a few questions. I think I've been paying 65 million for an attacking midfielder is, is probably right. If you're paying 100 million for defensive midfielders, it's just the market now, regardless. Yeah. Of, regardless of who they are and what they yeah. are. Um. Right, uh, Carl, I'll stick with you. Um, Bournemouth, West Ham, did you see much of it? Did anything stand out? Um, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it was just one of them games that just passed, passed us all by, didn't he? Yeah, it was one all for anybody who doesn't know and waiting for them. <laughs> I, 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 from what I, well, I did see a bit of it, um, Bournemouth surprised me on how, what's the word I'm looking for? Unshit they were. 
<laughs> Unshit. <laughs> Is that a word? Unshit. Yeah. They had a lot of possession, didn't they? They had, they had all the possession. They basically just, West Ham were just letting them have the ball and basically just went, come out, then come and beat us. And then lo and behold, West Ham scored. And then my my, my mate Solanke up front scored. Um, <laughs> like Dom. Yeah, exactly. Um, I totally forgot Justin Clive. It was at Bournemouth. Totally forgot that. Um, weird, but strangely fun signing for them. Um, I, 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 but with all due respect, I don't see much of them this year. Um, I think, I think they, they'll just have the cushion of the fact that there's a lot of crap, and and we'll get onto how much crap in a minute. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just one of those games that kind of was going to pass us by, really. Um, West Ham, did I read today? West Ham finally confirmed Ward Prowse. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Finally, start. I mean, 30 mil's not too bad. I find it. No, it's not. I mean, he's a set piece specialist, but again, he'll fit into a Moy system more than more than anywhere else. Um, <laughs> as far as like, I've got a wee soft spot for Salangi for obvious reasons. And the fact that we made so much money off a player that basically didn't play for us. It's phenomenal. I, I love it to how it got out at the time. Um, I, I can't believe no one's mentioned the big news from this game. What big news? Is that Philip Billing has changed his name. Has <laughs> he? That was the only note I made on this game, is that Philip Billing is now, he's now just Philip. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was apart from the fact that Jared Bowen scored a cracker and it's his first away goal in 18 months, strangely. Continue seems to score quite regularly. But yeah, I wrote the only big letters. When did Philip Billing change his name? Can, well, can we just take a second to notice Chris is taking notes for this podcast? Oh, yeah, you're sack me. You can't do that. Is that not what we do? Like I've, got, I've still got all my notes. From, I've, I've still got all my notes from when I was on the show before. Oh god. <laughs> no, we don't like this rascal tomorrow. Oh okay, okay. There'll be, there'll be no more of that then. It's only because yeah, I've got a shit memory. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch it. I just get to talk about it, so that's why I don't take notes. Um, Simon, the podcast second team one four one. Normal service has resumed. Brighton 4, I know it's only looking, but still a great start to the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I think Luton are going to struggle this season, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be, like Brighton are a good team and it it, it wasn't the easiest of, um, of opening fixtures for the new boys. And yeah, they just sort of carried on from, from where they finished off last season, really. Um, I mean, that Ferguson... He looks like a really decent player, to be fair. Yeah, he's like, very good, isn't he? If, if Tottenham are looking for replacement for Kane, <laughs> they wouldn't do much worse than getting him in. Um, yeah. The left back, the SDP son. Yeah, he's quality. He, like he's, he'll probably be the next one to go for a crazy amount of money because he absolutely ran loot and ragged on, on the weekends. Jal uh, Pedro, debut goal for him. I, I think yep. that's a smart signing as well. So. Yeah, it was kind of it was a result I sort of expected, really, to be honest. And yeah. I mean, Brighton were helped out by some awful defending, especially for the third goal. Oh my what, god! What that lad is doing! I think he he's played for them all the way from the, uh, yeah. the national league. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the only player ever to do it, isn't he? For one club. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. And it showed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I was I was going to say I, I think that was his level back then. To be honest, if that's his uh, 
that's his approach to defend things. But yeah, I mean Brighton, you know, we're all, all fans of them. They play great football. I'll be I'll be very surprised if come the start of next season, Deserby's still their manager. Like I'd, I'd love it if he was, because I'd, I'd love to see what he could do over a long period of time there. But I'd, I'd, I'll be amazed if someone doesn't come and snap him up in the next few months. Yeah, it, it worked for Graham Potter, didn't it? Um, yeah, he'll be do he'll be a Chelsea manager when he approach gets sacked. Uh, <laughs> um, you, you're laughing, but it probably will happen. I'd like him to be a Merseyside in the summer. Put it that way. Um, Jack will have them. Liverpool's new transfer method should be since Chelsea just keep taking all our targets, we should yeah. just go for all Brighton's targets because we're going to end up signing them from Brighton anyway. Yeah. We could get them the middle, man, eh? <laughs> That's it. Could save some money and we move on. Um, right, Carl, I'll come back to you. Um, speaking of Merseyside, um, and it didn't start too too brightly for you. Um, Everton nil, Fulham one. I mean, just copy and paste this from a few times last season. Why can't we? Why the fuck can't we score? How did we not score in this match? You've got Neil Mopay up front. I was going to say, yeah, Neil Mopay stands out as a, as a very good reason why that. Si, you got B five one. You're just one Jim Ballard this weekend. <laughs> Chris, shall I, shall I log off as well? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm joking, mate. Um, no Mopay. Three. Three chances, was it? To Corey, eh? one on one with the keeper, decides to put it the only place where the keeper is. Um, Nathan Patterson decides that an open goal, I'll just smash it against a crossbar from six yards out. It was just same old story. And the fact is, you'll probably look at the game and like Fulham had a lot of possession. I'll tell you for now, they done nothing. Nothing. Um, a decent team, so, oh sorry, I'll rephrase that. A team with a half decent striker that would win three or four nil. And Fulham, Fulham fans should be worried, but I'll come back onto that. We should be worried for the simple fact that we can't put that ball in the net and we just fall asleep. Uh, if you've watched the Fulham goal back, it's Nathan Patton again. It was shocking. He was shocking on Saturday. It was their um, first shot on target as well, wasn't it? He couldn't get an easier one, though, could he? Mm, I know, yeah. It was like Michael Keane's gone walk easier because he's brain dead. I totally get that. But then Nathan Patton absolutely sprints over to the other side, completely misses the ball, and the cover Reed has got no one there and he just plonks it in. I mean, it was just so avoidable. It was untrue. And they, they thought it was Christmas. Honestly, that they were terrible. But like I said, it's just the same old story. We cannot score. And if no one's scoring, it's without sound like Michael Owen. We're not going to win games, are we? Let's face it. So, <laughs> um, it it's so frustrating because I can I can take getting well I can take getting wallop better than that because then I can go yeah all right we got beat by a better team we didn't we didn't get beat by a better team they were crap we just beat ourselves like we always do. Um, I mean. I don't know. I, we just need either Calvert-Lewin back or someone half decent to put the ball in the net because it's it's going to get desperate again. And Simon will have a lovely time next next Sunday about four o'clock. I'll, <laughs> I'll be probably be back in the Maisie myself. Um, I don't know. Copy and paste. Same old. Can't score. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's very repetitive of last season and probably most of this, as you say, until you address that. 
that striker. Uh, Chris, I'll come to you on it. Did you see much of it? And yeah, I saw bits and bobs. I say Everton did have a, a legitimate goal ruled out though, didn't they? Oh, yes, sorry. The, the yeah, sorry. I goal. was too busy. Rapping. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, how every single one of us who sits by me were going, why is he disallowed that? Yeah. And he there was, showed there was nothing Tarkovsky could do. He just stood there. <laughs> yeah. And and. and he showed it, like, obviously on the screen, like, dead quick. And it just... Tarkovsky, literally... If, if you're going to call it a foul, it's probably a foul on Tarkovsky. Because he, he doesn't He's move. Him, he literally yeah. doesn't move. And Leno absolutely shits himself because he comes across him for the ball, drops him, goes, oh, fuck. And Keane literally just rolls it in, like, easiest goal ever. But the, f- the fact it never went to VAR is because he blew, he blew before, the the ball, before the ball went in the net, which is absolute bullshit. So, but you're, but you're letting play go when it's clearly offside and then someone's getting injured. But you can't let the play go because the ball's in the back of the net. I mean, talk about agendas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that was a farce. But yeah, fuck them. I thought uh, Alex Welby had a good game. But, but, no, I, but, I, but I would. I like Alex Iwobi. He looked quite. Li- he, he looked up for it. He looked quite lively, uh, and stuff like that. I say, uh, I worry about Everton. Uh, like, if Dominic Calvert Lewin is your <laughs> great white hope, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the case is. You know, he comes in, he has a purple period, then he misses most of the season. Um, Everton spent tend to spend big occasionally, but buy a buy a decent striker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get round on that. <laughs> yeah. We've only been waiting for a replacement for Kahu since 2017. What a good number nine. You're talking yeah. silly money now. I mean, like we can go back to Villa as an example. Villa have obviously got Watkins, who it's quite a purple patch player. Simon, would you agree? I mean, he's yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a streaky type player. There he is, yeah. And then, but you keep saying like you need a backup for, but it's. To get a, a sub striker, you know, like it's still going to do. You're talking, like, let's be honest. If, if Newcastle wanted to sell Wilson because he wants first team football, they could probably command a good forty million for him. Easy. I'd say forty, yeah. And 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 that's for almost like a, like let's be honest. Is any top team taking him? But weren't you weren't you guys linked with Chai Adams? <laughs> Every year. <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. I think oh, if you throw, uh, I think, I think if you throw, I think in the right sort, I think in the right sort of team, I think he'd do all right. Took yeah, twenty, and, took and, twenty million at Southampton. The, the right sort of team is a Championship team. Yeah, do all right. He's scored goals in the Premier League. I, I, I think he's worth a shout. No, I think I think when you're talking about a team who needs goals, who are not going to create a lot of chances. He's not the one for me. You, you just said you were a big fan of Dominic Solanke, Ali. So I'm not really <laughs> going to be taking, not <laughs> really going to be taking your tips on strikers. I have a soft spot for Dom Solanke, a because he was a Liverpool player, and we got like 40 million for him never playing. <laughs> I mean, like when when Southampton signed Chad, yeah. so I've got quite a few mates who are Blue fans, and they could not believe that they got 15 million pounds oh, for God, him. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think he's terrible, and I think I think yeah, to get a good striker, you're gonna have to spend fifty million. But like, so we got Balogun, who's had one decent season out in France, and we're asking fifty million for him. That doesn't mean so, you're gonna get it. No, no, exactly. You know, but we turned down forty odd million for him, so clubs are willing to pay that. Yeah, but, no, which I totally get that. But I mean, it's a it's a well known fact that everyone have got no money. A well known fact. Um, as you can see from yesterday's. Whatever the friggin' hell happened yesterday, 
I, I think I was on suicide watch yesterday. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's all the stuff I was seeing on Twitter. It was just like, if, if sorry, if no one knows, we've signed Jack Harrison, who is oh, yeah, yeah. who is injured, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and so the story goes, he got a call from Villa, but the call wasn't yesterday. It was actually a week ago. Um, and he did, Emery didn't know the extent of his injury, but it all came about yesterday, even though he's basically turned around and said, no, I was always signing for Everton. He's only signed for Everton because Villa said, "Fuck off." We we, we, we've, we've got, we haven't got any more room in the uh, in the sick bay. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, we can't. They want a replacement for Wendia, so they want it right now. So that, that I mean, fair enough. They'll, they'll pro- would not surprise me if you went for Nonto. You know, where would there's some um, that Italian fellow who's at Galatasaray at the moment, which it looks like he's coming in. Uh, Saniolo, I think. Oh name. yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, but but then to be fair, that was sort of in the works before Brendan got injured. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he still went for someone else. If he went for Nonto, it'd probably save save us a lot of heartache anyway. I hope we don't go for him. I, I, I don't even think I want him now, to be honest. <laughs> waste, waste there. But anyway, we can't score, rinse and repeat. Yeah, as you say, I think it'll be a, um, a few times we'll have that conversation. Um, on another conversation that probably will be very consistent, we all kind of predicted Palace will finish 12. It's the Roy Hodgson effect. I know it was only Sheffield United, but Simon, 1 0 Crystal Palace. I, yeah. I, I mean, Sheffield United are, they've just not got the quality at all, I don't think, to oh, stay no. up. And it's pretty sort of. It, he went back to sort of the old school Palace under Hodgson, not the um, the Brazil 1970 like version. He, he got <laughs> doing the back end of last season, and then I mean the biggest takeaway from this was even at 76, Royce still up for a scrap, isn't he? Oh yeah, that was brilliant. That one. You know, I've never seen someone that angry before. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean Palace. It, it was a nice game for them because I say Sheffield United. Like, I think it's going to be a long, long season for them. To be fair, I think they've sold like a couple of their better players and haven't got, haven't re- replaced the players that they had on loan that sort of helped them get up last season. So oh. you know, it's, it's a bold strategy. Let's see if it pays off. Hasn't Higginbottom done nothing but complain as well, like slagging off the owners and stuff? Yeah, basically, yeah. Because they've only got 16 first team players or something. Yeah, and they, they, I know they had to put in a few youngsters, like. But just on the just on Palace, uh, you look into the starting eleven. It it hasn't it, it has been depleted. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. to be honest, um, Jordan Ayew is still playing Premier League football. <laughs> he played he played well on the weekends. Yeah. It's Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> I was gonna say Sheffield Sheffield United looked terrible. Like they were yeah, all they did, over the place. They? He did, didn't he? Like, I, I mean, I, I might have been a bit harsh with the Derby show, but I mean, one game in, I'm flying. Fully <laughs> <laughs> Palace, they're going to be very well organised and set up, though, don't you? It's like players like in the position that I use playing, he's, he's almost just a number that as long as he does his job, Roy's going to be happy. Yeah, it's mm. like having, having Lehmann and Decore at the back, eh, centre midfield, that's just, just, I mean, no one's getting past that early, really, let's face it. 
No, they're both working and hanging. The def- in fairness, they've got a very sneaky good defence. They have. They have. Quite good. Joe Ward's very solid. That Anderson's good. That, uh, I'm not even going to say Quite. Mitchell's good. Last season. Mitchell's brilliant, yeah. Sam Johnston's obviously highly rated in the, in, well, he was, you know, in the... He's all right. Yeah, but, he, you know, he's, as far yeah, as yeah. Yeah, he's, goes, he's going to be fine. Um, he's trustworthy, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. He's just solid enough. They're, they're, they're never going to be fancy. Um, and then, I mean, Palace will be hoping Edward kind of starts to repay the, the faith they showed on him, but I, um, I'll have my doubts on that one. <laughs> Can I ask a can I ask a question to put the cat amongst the pigeons there? Absolutely. Do you do we think that Crystal Palace could actually be better off without Wilfred Zaha? Yes. Yes. Yeah, as long as they keep Elise and Eze. I don't yeah. think they will though. No, yeah, I think I think they might struggle too. But yeah, I've I always thought that Zaha held Palace back because it was like everything had to go through him. Yeah. And it made no very fault of his own, no, I don't no, no, not at all. Yeah, he, he was their best player. It made yeah. it made sense, but like they've got this new breed coming through. Like I say, Edward's shown that he, you know he's a de- he can be a decent player. Um, it, Eze is he's fantastic, and Elise looks looks the part as well. But when you've got like one player who's like the the linchpin of a team, so much other players can kind oh, of I, go by the yeah, wayside, can't they? So yeah. I'm really int- interested to see what those guys do if they stay. Zaha pretty much carried them for years as well, didn't he? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, the thing oh, yeah, 100%. is, had he left his ego at the door, because he has got an ego, he definitely believed he was better than than Palace. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have literally went on to be like, he, I mean, he probably still is a, a Crystal Palace legend as such, but he genuinely could have went down in the history books as like their greatest ever player. Had he just stayed aside, he could have helped your Elise, your Eze go through, even Edward. Like, you imagine you've got those three players behind that Edward. Like all, I mean, Zaha's not young, but the other ones are all young coming through. They're fast. Zaha, fair play. I mean, actually works quite hard for that type of winger as well. Um, yeah. That 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 could have been something if they had gotten a manager finally, like after Roy, to you know to progress the team as such with that defence. As as Carl says, those two defensive midfielders, they just got a job to do. Like that is almost like a good manager's dream. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, Chris, I'll come to you um, on the Sunday's games uh, to your uh, North London counterparts. Uh, We're not talking about City, by the way. Oh, that was on Friday. Well, come I was going to say, I thought I'd missed that game. But we'll come, since I've started, I will finish. <laughs> can, can I speak about City instead? No, no. <laughs> no. Your North London counterparts, because we know how much you love them. Um, Harry Keenless. Um, Spurs great. Two, 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 two. great isn't it great um, isn't it did, did, right so on let's start on Keane were, were you surprised he chose the Bundesliga no no why he's got yeah, more no, chance no, no, of no. winning something there no one else was coming in for him yeah. would you not just stay and like get the, the Premier League goal scoring record then no I just want to win leagues well, he's not going to score 48 goals in one season so he had one season left at Spurs, and he was he'd have left at the end of the season anyway. Obviously, say that again, sorry. Just sign the new contract and get that record. Hit. I don't I don't think he was. I I I say he made a comment, didn't he? Um, after leaving, that he always said he'd stay as as long as he agreed with the plan. Right. So something has obviously happened. Yeah. Um, 
He's always said that he didn't want to leave for free. He wanted Spurs to get something for him, but no one's going to go in for him because of how Daniel Levy is. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think Spurs have done really well to get the money they have for him. God, like, yeah. God, yeah. 100%. Like a year left on his contract at 30, 30 plus. You know, to get nearly 100 million for him is, is, is fantastic business for them. Um, I think he'll I think he'll have a field day in, in the Bundesliga. Oh, oh Christ, yeah. Um, you know, I, I do think it was really nice of Munich to put on a Spurs-like performance on Saturday <laughs> just, just to make sure he felt at home as quick as possible. Everyone else has made that joke, so I think I will as well. Um, but yeah, I say what I say. I saw Brentford versus Spurs. I was quite excited because I say I do like Brentford in a way. I'm a big fan of um, Whistler and Embuemo up front, and they both scored again. Like they filled in for Tony for large part to last season, and it do- doesn't look like they're gonna, you know, they're gonna they're gonna miss him too much. Uh, the only other real talking points from this game was obviously Romero scored and then got took off instantly um, for, for concussion. Now, I didn't know that concussion substitutes had actually been approved in the Premier League, yeah. um, but apparently you have to fill a form in, and Spurs didn't fill the form in, so it didn't count as a concussion substitute. Oh, oh, it's the most Spurs thing ever, isn't it? Can't even fill a form in. Only two um, clubs I would put that down there. Unfortunately, yourselves are the other one, just because you believe you're of the same club with different colour kits. Hard. Uh, hang on, I'm, I think my internet's just about to turn um, But yeah, um, I, I, I think they found a brilliant um, replacement for Hugo Lloris in Vicario because he looks just as shaky. Um, and the nice guy's son, you know, concedes a penalty because, you know, what a surprise because he's such a nice guy because he has a nice smile. That's a soft pen, though. Still a penalty, though, isn't it? He does, he does those sort of things all the time. He's, he's taking his back foot away, like on the sly. It's a it's a foul for me. Um, and Spurs, everyone's favourite Spurs player, Emerson Royale, scored, scored, which was really strange. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really much else that happened in this game. Like, I, I worry for Spurs. I don't think they're that good. I think I I, I think Spurs have had a great squad for for years and had for whatever reason have employed managers who just come in and get pissed off and don't perform. Um, I don't really know that much about. And Postagoglu, or uh, even though it's pronounced his name, like I say, the media seem to love him. Like everything is like some massive loving with him, but I saw nothing from this Spurs team that makes me. I can only think they're in a worse position than they were a while ago, and obviously they've lost their, their best player. I think, um, as much as I love the fella, I think I just don't think Richardson's going to work there at all. He, he doesn't. He, he doesn't at all. Does it, it, does, it does. It doesn't work at all, does it? Um, yeah, I don't get it though. He plays all right for Brazil as a number nine. It, yeah. Is it just that shirt? Like. I think so. Possibly. He was good for us. Yeah. You know, he, he's a hard worker and he runs around and he, you know, look at the look. Didn't he score an overhead kick at the World Cup? Like it was like goal of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And then like I don't see him have that many shots on target in a Spurs shirt. He just does looks like he's walking around, just like I don't want to be here sort of thing. Mm. I mean, fine, he can come back to us and start banging him in if you want. <laughs> Um, I was pleased to see Madison. Like, he was good. Yeah. He was very good, to be honest. I'm annoyed that he went to Tottenham, though. He, I I thought he's better than that. Like mm. with the with the Euros at the end of this season, going to a team not playing in Europe, I didn't really understand that. I thought he had Newcastle written all over him. To be fair, I thought he goes to Newcastle. To be honest, he's going to play every week, though, isn't he? Yeah, they weren't going to sign Barnes and Madison, though, were they? They weren't going to get both. No, probably mm. not. He can, he can go there and he can be their main man because apparently Ange said in an interview that Harry Kane told him the first day they met that he was leaving. 
So they must have, they can't have been telling their new signings, oh, by the way, Harry Kane's staying. They must have been telling them. So Madison's thinking, oh, I can come in here and be the main I'm man. main man, yeah. Mm. Yeah, taking number 10, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he, he took, they took that shirt really quickly, didn't they? Uh, I, I, I think I'm glad. I quite, I quite like Madison. I like the way he plays. Kind of, I don't know. I, I, he's like, I, I don't want to use this as a comparison because obviously the, this player is much, much better, but he plays very much like a young Rooney, like that that type of player and I think if you can build a team around him and let him be that way good players around him unlike Leicester he can't be very good yeah I mean I, I don't think it's going to matter because Spurs is back four even with them two new fellas well back five they're all shit <laughs> nothing, Not nothing, nothing much has changed has it yeah this this, this new lad is it Van Van, Van oh, Penn terrible like uh, somehow I have a lot of um, Spurs fans on my social media. I don't know how that's happened. It, uh, it must be some like equality act that I'm following without realising. <laughs> but, um, but they've been raising, raving about this guy. Oh, this German lad is going to be amazing. I'm like, fucking, where have you? Are you all playing football manager 23 and he's in? He's good in that or something? Because I've never <laughs> heard of him. And, and like they don't have a good record. Like I remember when Davison Sanchez come in, it's like, oh, this guy's the world's best defender. <laughs> yeah, sure. He looks like he plays in clown shoes. Um, and he's he really still there. Well. Yeah, he really does as well. And that Solomon was on the bench and didn't get brought on. Mm-hmm. I like him. Good little player. Him. I would have told Charles and put him on. But there you go. Yeah, so he 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 was deadly at Fulham last season, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, good player. But yeah, they, oh. they're, goal, they're goalkeeper though, Jesus Christ. Oh, he, he looks like a bit of a nutter, doesn't he? <laughs> I, lo- I loved him. I love nutter goalies. Did, did you see that, like, a shot come across the box and he dived, like, face, like, to punch, like, to palm it clear to the, to the penalty area? But, like, it, it, it was a sort of save that would have looked good if he was going across his line, but he was coming towards his pen- the penalty area. And I was just like... If they had a de- if they had a striker there, like that would mm. be the most ridiculous thing ever. I mean, imagine going from Lloris to like a similarly erratic goalkeeper. Like. Oh, yeah. And Lloris is still there because nobody wants him. <laughs> Obviously, give it up, you go give it, it, up. it Even the Saudis don't want him. Oh no, no one wants him. <laughs> Not even his mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Simon, let's go back to Friday night since we missed it out. Um, Burnley nil, Man City three. A uh, great start for Vincent Company. Yeah, I mean to be fair, <laughs> <coughs> it wasn't the easiest of opposition to play, was it? I mean, with Man City, we said it so many times after the games last season. It kind of, yeah, yeah, it's all great. You won three nil, scored some really good goals, but it's it's just it's not a surprise. It's not no. massively exciting like Haaland's. I mean. He's obviously just clearly a ridiculous goal machine. I mean, like even the, he, he kind of does absolutely nothing, pretty much for most of the game. But then he's in the right place at the right time for the first one and the second one. It's, it's just ridiculous how, how quickly and easily he finished that without even looking at the goal. So I mean, it, I think this is probably the most least surprising result of the weekend. I think, and you know, Burnley. They're they're not going to be expected to get points against teams like Man City, so it's kind of it's it's difficult to judge them on on this game because they're just worlds apart from from who they're up against. So uh, yeah, it's just routine 
and you know, I, I same as usual for Man City, really. It was a boring game, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what it we, always is. It always that is. For two years now, haven't we? Like between me, you, and Dave, Si, and then even when you came in, Gar, like any Man City game, it's it's almost not worth talking about. It's just like it's just yeah, the same old. Man City it? won three 0 or three one, and <laughs> you, the one was because they just got bored and yeah. would score between seventy five and ninety. Yeah, they're not good yeah. to watch, are they? It's, it's no, weird for no, such a for such no. a good side. They are not good to watch. No, they're not. They were really good, and like they were both going for like, like for the league. Like Liverpool were like winning in style at times, and whereas Man City were just very very effective. It was like playing, you know, when you play somebody really good at FIFA, and they just all they do is pass the ball about, get down the line, cut it across for a tap in. That is yeah. Man yeah. City. Sunday is just Sterling scored about twenty goals in a season. Um, Raheem Sterling twenty goals. Just let that sink in. Just from standing at the back post. Yeah, it was a uh, shocking tackle on Kyle Walker. That by the way, it was a. Uh, oh yeah, that's a bad. bad it was bad. That I, I can't believe you gave him a yellow to start off with. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was then. No, that was naughty. That. But hey ho, it's only Burnley. What, what a shame that um, Golden Boot runner-up uh, Harland is uh, only scored two goals and only took three <laughs> minutes to get off the mark. Um, I'm sure I said then, something similar in our, in our group, didn't I? Yeah, and 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 then got a bollocking at half time on the pitch. Only got the two, didn't he? Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, are we worried about Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, that, that he's going to start getting injured more and more now. He, he, apparently, it's the same injury from the Champions League final. Yeah, from like three months. He's been carrying it all pre-season, apparently. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't look comfortable even before he went off. He wasn't running. He was literally... I know, I know, I know they're playing Burnley. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he didn't look comfortable at all. Like, I'm, look, the, the way he looked, I was surprised he'd started. Like, the, can he not say no? Because well, Pep's, Pep's been really good at managing him. Like, he drops, he drops him effectively from large parts of the season doesn't he so he's yeah. fit at the end of the season yeah exactly. i'm starting to question if he's got some kind of issue so i i've said this for maybe two two and a half year now i don't know if it's him or it's pep but every time he gets injured and we get told he's out for let's say we get told he's out for 68 weeks he's back playing in four yeah and, and it might only be like a game here and there and as you say chris like you will rest them for a lot of the season. And then, like last season, there's so many points behind Arsenal. So it's a case of, right, De Bruyne, you need to play every game for the next 15 games um, because we need to win. And ultimately, and it's what I've said about Kane as well, Kane's ankle injury, because he refuses to, like, let it heal properly, comes back from injury. That's not good. This is how arthritis starts. Um, yeah. I, I, I think he will be a player. I don't know how old he is now. But I generally 31. think thirty one. So I, I can see him being retired by thirty five. Well, to be fair, when Michael Owen burst on the scene, it didn't he he done his hamstring against Leeds, if I remember rightly. It was, yeah. And then he wasn't the same after that. Because the managers just kept on playing him. Yeah, and he was like, I can't play. I can't. And he was like, No, no, play, play, play. And then that was him. He wasn't any good after Liverpool, really. No, let's face it. He's not young as well, so like it's kind of like you you would expect him to know. But then, unfortunately, you, you look at player like people would just start commenting on like, oh, he's just he's mentally weak. Whereas De Bruyne could probably do with like six months out, just 
Yeah. Ability type thing. It's not like City need them, really. Like, I was about to say that, I mean, I, I know he's Kevin De Bruyne, but it's City. <laughs> it, I, the thing is, I don't think they've got anybody who can do what he does. I think Foden right. is capable if he was to get a run in the team. And I think I think it was you, Carl, who said that Foden could have a big season this season because he's, he's been a fringe player, effectively. Um up until now, I think he could have a big, a big season. But he looks like they're using him to fill the Mares role at the moment. Um, but I think he's the only creative star player who could fill that De Bruyne role. I don't think like Kovacic and and that lot. I don't think they're the same sort of player. So I think there is a lot of pressure on the, on him. I, I do agree with that, but I think I know it was only Burnley, but I thought Kovacic settled in straight away. I d- he's he's quality. He's tidy uh, though, isn't I'm he? Like, devastated. Yeah. He, I'm devastated he went to City. I know we I know we'd never get him, but I'm just saying that just City swooping on the good players is just boring. <laughs> I, I, I like the Kovacic as De Bruyne's replacement more than I like Kovacic as a Gundogan replacement. I really I, th- I think he's a, I think he's a pretty good Gundogan replacement. I don't He I won't score as many goals. No, he won't score as many mm. goals. Gundogan City's Gund- best player last year. Gundogan yeah, didn't actually cool. score that many goals. He just scored just big goals. Yeah. That, that, that just ha- that, so that you remember them. <laughs> yeah, that, I was happy. I'm one of them. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll be having this conversation for the next 38 weeks. There's very few times we'll come on here and either rave. Unless they, they do throw in the odd absolute shambolic performance, but yeah, they're just they're just so robotic. Um, we're running out of words to say about City. They, uh, were, the, they were the best of the um, three um, promoted sides, though, weren't they, Burnley? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, They, they put the, the best pro, the best performance of the three promoted sides. But that's because Luton and Sheffield United were shit. I, I think we, we all had them to finish at a respectable place as well. So it's not really a shock, is it? It's We kind of we expect them to finish do, we all do, had them between like 14th and 16th. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Do you know what he reminds me of? You know when Leeds first came up with Bielsa? Yeah. They, they, they were very similar to that. I mean, they can't defend for crap, but they, but they will go forward and go I at you. I was going to say, they reminded me of Blackpool when they came up that year. That's a good show. Not, yeah. not, 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 very, not the Burnley we remember at all, is it? Not, yeah, you know, no, not, not, not no. Sean Dyche's Brexit FC. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Sean Dyche gets the lock, though. We'll see if company can do that. Oh, no, no, no knock against Sean Dyche or anything, <laughs> but like, but when... When he was in charge of Burnley, they were, they yeah. were, yeah, they were something. But effective. Effective, yeah. yeah. That's probably the word. The like, <laughs> like, Lissandro Martinez would be a hero in Burnley under, <laughs> in, in that team. Yeah. Are we uh, not going to talk about tonight's game? We've only got one left. Yeah. Well, do, you, do you want to talk about it, Ali? I would rather skip this game if you want to talk about the game that nobody's watched. But, yeah, the, the, the most... Just pathetic performance from from both teams in fairness. Uh, Chelsea won, Liverpool won. Um, it all started so good for Liverpool, um, and then just went to went to put um, VAR kind of saved both teams. Uh, yeah. Liverpool need players badly, um, and Chelsea. I said it in our group chat. I don't understand how you can spend so much money. And not improve your team. That's <laughs> confirmed the, the, Kaiseido what, today as well, haven't they? They did, yeah. The, the one take I can take away from this game, well, I've got two actually. One, Tiago Silva's still a fucking hero. Two, <laughs> the, 
this is that Enzo Fernandez's best game, and it it tells me nothing about him because Liverpool haven't got a midfield. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you know, I thought uh, uh, Dominic Zobosly was actually very good. I quite, yeah, enjoyed, good quite enjoyed seeing a player in midfield being confident enough not just to pass the ball back five yards. Or... I, yeah, I, I, I do get that, but I, I mean, you were, you were all right first half, and then second half, it was like, I don't know what Klopp said to them. I mean, I'm all for it. Like, um, I feel just as soon as we concede a goal now, yeah. we, we, we turn to jelly. Like, we're mentally weak. Whereas before, like, you know, you had that whole mentality monster nonsense. We're just we're so mentally weak. It's almost, it, it probably doesn't help that we have five attackers on the pitch, <laughs> two midfielders and, and three defenders type. Like, we, there's just, I have no idea what's going on. I saw a lot. Of, I saw a lot of people praising Liverpool at the start for um, the attacking lineup, and I can't help but think it. I was like, but it's because they don't have any defensive midfielders. It, this is this isn't by choice. This is just he's putting everything he has. He, you know, obviously, he, you know, he he wants to give Haaland a chance, so he played Gakpo in midfield. Um, I'm, I'm never gonna drop this, Ali. I'm really sorry. See, see, uh, Klopp's stitching me up. Yeah, I did think it was really good when Gakpo went one on one and decided not to shoot as well. Oh, was, he's I, I listened did, to the bunker. He's like, I'm going to give everyone else a chance this season. And I, I almost, I almost phoned you, Ali, when you played that ball across. <laughs> Just giving him a head start. It's okay. And I, know, I, I thought, I thought you struggled. I'm sorry to zone in on him again, but I love it. Ben Chilwell. I don't know what the hell Arnold was doing, but Chilwell had him every single time. It it was just it, it was like taking candy off a child. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't think Trent is bad. One I'll highlight is Andy Robertson. He's he's went from genuinely probably the best left back in the world to wouldn't get a game in Scotland League Three. I, I didn't know he was on the pitch. What is he doing nowadays? He's I, I don't know. Precocious. I, I thought it, but I mean I know I, I go all in on Liverpool, but we'll talk about Chelsea because they weren't great. No, mm. I don't. Well, I don't. I, rate, I don't rate that striker. Is it Jackson? Yeah. That that I don't know. That run he made at the end was like was pretty good. Yeah, but then he he passed but it then, to yeah, someone who's pa- never yeah. seen a football before. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so, that's the thing. He gave it. He gave it to Mudd. How did they, How did they pay a hundred for hundred million for that? I don't know. It's great. Great, isn't it? great. But like, isn't it? I, I also. I mean, I said it in the group as well. And I, I feel like I'm always having to go at Conor Gallagher. And, and I'm not, because I actually do like him. I think he's a decent player. But why is he still starting for Chelsea after all the money they spent in the last three transfer windows now? Like, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Because until today, they also didn't sign any defensive midfielders. <laughs> How can you spend that money and not have those options? Because they've bought a lot of step-over merchants who play out wide, and they're yeah. still trying to sign more wingers. I, I don't understand. Are they going to be playing four wingers on each side in, the, in their games? And they're still spending money is what I want to know. Yeah, I don't understand this either. Like they, 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 They've gone in for Lavia again today, haven't they? Yeah, okay. £60 million now. Yeah. Like, Southampton were accepting 40 a week ago. <laughs> well, they they haven't got to worry about being banned from Europe, have they? Well, this is true, yeah. Um, let's move on. I'm not going to talk about that game anymore. Um, I don't know if any of you have watched the game tonight. The only thing I have seen is the absolute ridiculous decision that only would happen to Man United um, in the 97th minute. How the hell 
Wolves didn't get a penalty, and yet their player got booked for that. Yeah, um, I, I watched this game. Oh, well, Man United won one nil. Um, so if anybody wants to talk about it, and please explain the the non-penalty decision at the end. Yeah, I, I watched this. I did miss the non-penalty decision at the end, though. Weirdly, oh. um, but Wolves were Wolves were all over them. To be fair, and. I say I need to ask a question though. The only reason I wanted to talk about this game is because I want to ask your guys' opinion on Lissandro Martinez. Little rat. Don't, um, don't really rate him to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Just him. Yeah. Because all I ever see on social media is people raving about him because he's the butcher and all of this. Now, I watch. Obviously, we we played them in pre-season and he was just kicking the shit out of all of our players, That's and he, he was does. doing it. And he was doing it again for, uh, today. They had to sub him off at half-time so he didn't get sent <laughs> off. Yet people go on, like, because he's five foot six and he's this mon- this beast, he's the best defender in the world. I don't think he's that fucking good. I think he's uh, from a bygone area. He's like this nasty little terrier that goes around kicking kicking the shit out of people. If he was a midfielder, yes. But as your main centre-back... Like, I, I, I don't get why he's rated so fucking high. Like. I think it's because my the Man U fans, the their other centre backs are Maguire and Lindelof. So <laughs> compared I, to them two, he probably is one of the I best. Would ra- the I would rather have Harry Maguire start for 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 any team I supported than Martin Martinez. I'll agree. Like I don't know. Again, it's nice to see Liverpool in a positive light. So. Did you, did you see what Salah done to Martinez in the 7 0 game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no no good defender that should happen to. Like, no, like, top defender. Like, you can get, like, hanging, but to get absolutely embarrassed twice in the space of 30 seconds, it's, it's not good. <laughs> I just don't get why, like I say, he's, he seems to be constantly reviled, like, 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 like he's some kind of messiah. And I, I I haven't seen any like don't get me wrong he looks he looks a decent player like he can he can make a tackle and he can play a pass but he's also a fug yeah and like like I get it back in the eighties where it was like oh yeah you know put, put put one on him let him know you're there but he does that all game <laughs> like and the I, problem I, is he gets away get again like the penalty decision at the end it's he's they're the team that just get away with it so much. Um, and then not, you mentioned the nice guy son. Because I think referees look at him because he's five foot two or whatever he is, um, and like, ah, oh, it's all right, it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at this pen thing. Is it when Onana decides he's a rugby player? Yes. Wow. Gary, I mean, wow. he gets booked for it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's that's like the biggest stone waller you'll ever see. <laughs> that's what Onana's like, though, isn't it? He he's he's a, another erratic goalkeeper. But he's again, in my fancy team, so it's sad. If, if you look at, if, but obviously, if you look on social media, he's the best goalkeeper in the world. He's not. He's not. Ter- he, he had a good game in the Champions League final. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not terrible, but he's he's he, wild. He makes, yeah. yeah, he's wild. He makes mistakes. Like, he's it's the sort even... of goalkeeper who would have been playing for Arsenal at the start of the two thousands. Trafford, like. That's that. That's a shocking decision, though. Yeah, I can't, honestly, I couldn't believe it, but yeah. But uh, you can at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Wolves are wolves. I think wolves are unlucky. Yeah, it seems that way. Stats wise, as I say, I didn't see much of the game. Obviously, um, you just had my full attention. Um, but I just seen that. I seen people talk about it, so I had to go and have a look. Yeah, uh, the first thing that came up on my Twitter, like so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's a bit, it's a bit mad. Um, 
Right, that's the end of all the games, chaps. Um, anything else from the weekend that you? Do we not have to talk about Wrexham? Isn't that no. what every fo- isn't that what every football podcast has to do now? <laughs> we'll we, we talk about real football teams on here and Everton. I, I do love the Wrexham project, but it is a bit. But it is mad how they get crowbarred into everything at the moment. Yeah, it's funny when they start getting ironed out, though, isn't it? <laughs> I can't, I can't. I can't believe respectable pundits have them favourites to go straight up next this season. Oh, behave! I was like, them and Notts County are favourites for League Two, and I was like, okay, that's weird. James, James McLean going to shoot them to glory. To be fair, it's a cracking signing for League Two. Oh God, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's a flag, don't he? Oh yeah, I he's, love he's James McLean. Love oh, that. Uh, I bet he would. He's a fucking you know, gold shite. But like he, he will rip it up in that in that Oh, of course division. he will. Of course, and he should. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try me been beat twice. That's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, well, that's it then, boys. Um, I can't get anything else. There's not really much talking points from the league this year, this week. Um, we'll oh, see. There will be. <laughs> but, well, we'll see how excited he gets in week two. Who? I know, I know the other guys will do the previews. Who, Simon, who have you got next week? Uh, it's, yes, another yeah, it's, reviewer show. Reviewer cool part do. Uh, Chris, for yourselves? Uh, we've got Palace on Monday night. Palace on the Monday. I've no idea who we've got. Anybody enlighten me? Um, I don't, actually. You have oh, uh, your home to Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yeah, because Virgil oh, Van Dijk, was t- when he was being interviewed, he was constantly talking about Bournemouth next week. Oh, sure, surely. Surely <laughs> When I game next week. <laughs> oh, but we're all going to tune into Friday. It's Forest against Sheffield United. Jesus Christ! I think. I am back. Shall we do? A, shall we do a live watch along? <laughs> if you want to, if you want to see us fall a kid. <laughs> there's there's uh, two Saturday night games next week as well, isn't there? Yeah, because there's no, there's no uh, early. There's no early, and, yeah. And Luton, a... Luton aren't playing next week, are they? Yeah, there's a, there's a game, there's the normal five o'clock it Saturday evening game, but then BT's game is he's like a seven o'clock or an eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Is this is this one of the games Luton have asked for? Yeah, yeah. Because Luton and Burnley, because they because the, the ground is still in someone's entry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair play to them. So at least, yeah. They're giving it a go. Oh, right, so I, want, I can't watch Burnley next weekend. No. You just this is. fucking week. <laughs> it's Tottenham United, though. That, that should be fun. Oh, God, I'd rather stab myself in the face. Although, <laughs> although, although, although to be fair, the, the, the Saturday night game, the 8 o'clock kickoff, is Man City Newcastle. That'd be a good game. That might be a pretty decent game. Come on, the yeah. City. <laughs> the, the, the two title contenders going at it in week two. I like it. <laughs> right, Simon, if you can let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, yeah, so on Twitter, it's at Sire Regan and for Villa fans, the Holtcast podcast, but I wouldn't bother listening to this week's one because it was just depressing, so don't bother with that, <laughs> but hopefully it'll be much more fun next week. I, I beg to differ. Listening to other teams' podcasts are the best when they're losing. When, when they're winning, it's no fun whatsoever. <laughs> uh, Chris? Uh, you, um, um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. You, it's fine. You, you don't need that in your life at the moment. Um, and Carol? Cheers, mate. Um, yeah, it's Attic Dean, and I've just done the X-rated defeat part one. Yes, I said that right. Part one. So tune in for part two, so that's going to be even funnier. <laughs> and you can find us at Man and the Post on all your social media platforms. Uh, we will be with you every Tuesday morning, basically in your ear, as we record Monday evenings. 
And Chris and the gang are back now weekly as well with the previews on a Friday. Um, just a quick note to remember, there is now a 99p a month subscription option where you will get special podcasts in your ear and in your feed. Um, so be sure to, to do that if you can and support us. It helps a long, long way. But please like, subscribe and just please tweet out everything that we do. Um, if you are listening, you will notice we have new music. Um, Ross's friends, Apollo Junction, have supplied us with a new a new song. Um, I wanted to do something a bit different for this year, so we hope you like it, and I'm sure you'll let us know if you don't. Um, gentlemen, thank you as always for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you at home for listening. And always remember, keep your man in the post. <laughs>